You're Gonna Meow Podcast Network. You're listening to Marriage Survival Boot Camp. We are not professionals, nor are we counselors. This is really for entertainment purposes only. You may hear graphic details about our lives. Sorry, Sorry Dad. Dad. I will show you things. Wonderful, terrible things. We have such sights to show you. A wife can cook and slave and clean for you all day long. You would never think of saying something pleasant to her. You wouldn't even think of doing a simple little gentlemanly thing like tipping your hat. You might as well get this into your head. It's for men only. So it's final, it's settled, and it's over and done with. In order for real change to happen in any relationship, whether it's a marriage, a friendship, family relationships, there needs to be open dialogue. Hey everybody, this is April and I am one of your delightful hosts for Marriage Survival Boot Camp. And I am your other delightful host, Damon Gallaty. For Marriage Survival Boot Camp. Yay. We've been gone because... I have uh, depression, and yeah. it is life. So you know, this is this is something we've had to deal with on and off throughout our marriage, and mm-hmm. you know, it's one of the things we've we've learned. Yeah, you just have to kind of roll with it. Yeah, we do. So, but anyway, we're back. I'm doing better, so no worries there. Um, but before we get started, you're listening to Marriage Survival Boot Camp on the You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. Our network address is www.yougonnameow.com. Now, uh, on yougonnameow.com, we have several shows for your listening pleasure. We have VHS Vengeance with Dave and Nick, and basically they watch old VHS movies and then they uh, riff on it and give you their opinion opinion of the movie and what makes the badness so good um then we've got the boo-ha-ha with emily and uh emily faye coleman and she likes to get local comedians and she reads some ghost stories and then gets their riffs off of it i was on one of them i love her show it's great um then there's bless your heart that is the uh the network uh how do you say it damon the flagship podcast it's the flagship fuck up podcast for you gonna meow podcast (laughs) podcast it's the fuck up podcast i mean we don't have an intro for it we we're what I do it whenever I feel like it. Yeah, there's pretty much. no, there's no, um, and yet it is the podcast with the most episodes <laughs> on the network. So, and it's the one that gets the most listeners too, because right. it's just us saying bullshit. It's yeah. just two people. People like it. Yeah. people like it. Um, also, uh, we've got some good news. We've got some archives coming. So, uh, basically, um, Damon is going to be putting the archives from the old freaking bitches show from like 12, 13 years ago up on our site, which is the show I originally did uh, with our friends Todd and Phil and Damon and a few other folks. Um, then there's, uh, let's see, what was it? KA Podcast with me and Christine. Mm-hmm. And we're also hosting some of Christine's um, Levine Large shows on our website. Right. Um, I think we've. Chicken it, Monkey Pie Show? Chicken Monkey Pie Show, yeah, yeah, which if you like any of the Bless Your Hearts with Drew, the Chicken Monkey Pie Show is going to be... <laughs> more Drew. More Drew. It's 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 a car wreck of a podcast. It's, <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. It's hard to listen to. It was fun to record, but it's hard to listen to. But if you want to hear us do really weird, strange shit, because I think people were taking their clothes off and... Oh, yeah. Oh, it was it was Yeah, and, and there was uh, little to no editing of, of the sound, so... It, 
the mic gets hot a lot. A lot, yeah. So if you go listen to that, listen at your own risk. That's right. Um, and on top of that, we have new shows coming. Yeah. Um, we have in the works three new shows. So stay tuned. They're coming. We're working on it as hard as we can. We're trying to make this podcast network grow. Um, we're also talking about having a Patreon soon. So keep your eyes open. We would love your support if you feel like giving it to us. So. Yep. yep. All right. And then Damon's going to give you... Uh, he's going to be Vanna today, so go okay, ahead, Vanna. Okay, so presenting in front of you live the social media of You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. Uh, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash you gonna meow. Uh, we are on Twitter at twitter.com slash you gonna meow. And we are on Instagram at instagram.com slash you gonna meow. Pretty easy. And coming soon, YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, I uh, have been working on my own personal YouTube for April Michelle, which is my comedy stuff. So since these are my podcasts and I can say whatever I want, I'm going to promote myself. I'm going to promote myself. So, you know, look for April Gality on uh, YouTube. I'm trying to get my YouTube um, channel named, you know, youtube.com slash April Gality. So we'll see. It's coming. So, you want to do the show? Oh, what the heck. Let's do a show. <laughs> Let's do something. Ba, ba, ba. All right. So, today we've decided on Marriage Survival Boot Camp to talk about the five love languages. Um, I originally heard of this. Um, I forget where. Oh, yeah. I remember a guy that I work out with named Scotty. He's a psychiatrist. And he was telling me about this book called The Five Love Languages. So, mm-hmm. you and I looked it up. Yeah. It was actually pretty neat. And they have a little online quiz. It's... Uh, www.5thenumber5lovelanguages.com. And if you go there, um, it's it's mostly to promote the book that the guy wrote about the five love languages, but you can get a short blurb about each of them. You can take a quiz to see where you fall in the in the five love languages just to kind of get you started. And then, yeah, if you, re- if you read the book or listen to the audio book, you'll get more details on... Uh, each of them and what it means to you. So, uh, you know, we, we, we listened to it. We, we picked up on the five love languages and we had some interesting thoughts about that. Yeah. We actually figured out like when we first started doing this podcast, one of the things that we talked about was, is that we weren't really sure how we kind of like got in line with each other and know how to automatically like make each other happy and that sort of thing. And after reading this book, I realized that it boils down to, um, they talk about how you like to be loved and how you like to love. So what happens is, is people have, everybody has a different way that they like to be loved. And as a general rule, you're always going to show love the same way you like love. The problem is, is that the person you're showing love to might not like love the same way you do. And yeah. somehow, Damon and I have two different love languages, but we figured out how to speak each other's languages automatically. Yeah, which is pretty neat. And I, I think that's part of, that's that's definitely a key, you know, mm-hmm. because if you can't figure it out, if you don't, if you don't go through this step, you know, you know, by choice and you're just trying to, you're left trying to figure it out. I mean, it's amazing that we did just figure it out automatically because it, it could have gone wrong in so many ways. Oh yeah, totally. And I think this, um, after listening to this, I, I'm still, I'm starting to realize like a lot of people's marriages and stuff that we do know that has gone wrong. Yeah. It's because of this. Yeah. They don't know how to, to uh, express their love to each other. Um, so Scotty, the guy who re- referred this book to me, what's the author's name? Uh, the author's name, one moment, Gary Chapman. Okay. So it's the five love languages by Gary Chapman. And Scott, the guy that recommended the book to me told me that he, he says that you should take the, the test first. Right. 
And then after you take the test, have your partner uh, guess which ones, ones, it could be multiples. Yeah, it can be. Of the five love, langu- five love languages that is pertains to you. Right. And which Damon and I, we actually did it pretty quickly and pretty succinctly and easily. Yeah. So basically... Um, there's five love. This guy figures that everybody receives love, wants to receive love in one of five ways. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes, you know, basically relationships changes, joy of falling in love fades, and communication is the only solution. I wholeheartedly agree to this. Yeah. Oh, and let me go ahead and put this little uh, thing out there. Um, the guy who wrote this book is highly religious, and I am not, and I do not promote Christian values. I don't like Christian values and I don't believe in Christian values and I think it's horrible. So however, the guy who did this book, uh, keeps it to a minimum. Yeah. It's not too bad. It's not, it doesn't, the, the, those, those Christian values don't actually pertain to the love languages. He just wraps it in sort of the, uh, a Christian coding, but yeah. you can peel that back and get the essentials of the love languages, which are actually valuable. Yeah. The, the, uh, the information about the love languages is like, true science and psychology study into like mm-hmm. how people interact with each other. And then he put the big coating on top of it that said, and God made all that happen. So yeah, yeah. well, just whatever. skip that part. Skip the part. Yeah. What was it? Scott, I think Scott said, just uh, skip the Jesusiest parts. <laughs> Jesusiest. Yeah. Just, yeah. I like that. Jesusiest parts. Yeah. In fact, true love cannot begin until in love experience has run its course. I have no idea what that means, but. See, people feel and express love differently, and understanding your partner's love language is key to a long-lasting relationship. Indeed. So, the five love languages, you're probably wondering what those love languages are. So, they are, um, let's see, it is, go ahead. All right, it is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So, these are um, basically being told, you know, you know, complimentary things, you know, or, you know, just, just acknowledging that the person is doing something well, you know, that good job, you know, thank you. Uh, you look great today. You know, you, yeah. You're the best. You do all the great things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's praise. I mean, it's, it's affirmation is not just praise, you know, it could be just anything, but as long as you're communicating that you appreciate the other person, that's that's the language that people who like words of affirmation want to hear to know that they're loved. Now, it's interesting. Now, words of affirmation um, is one of those things that I am um, I'm I'm big about, but it's a it's it's a it's a bred in thing because I'm Southern and right. our family is like when, when Southern kids are born, like we're immediately told. Like, you have to use your sirs, you have to use your ma'ams, your thank yous, your pleases. Like, we're overly polite for a reason because we're taught that way. So, words of affirmation are always, like, anytime I get a, oh, thank you, or I appreciate you, or anything like that, I, I get a good, I get a good uh, out of that, too. Yeah. But I think everybody does. But yeah, it's but, not a big motivator for me. It's part of it, but not big. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't particularly... Uh, care whether I receive words of affirmation or not, but I'm happy to give them, you know, I, right. I, I, I do try to do that just pretty much to everybody. Yeah. So it's, it's fairly natural to me too. Not, not as much as a Southerner, just as just someone who general. grew up being raised to be polite. Right. So, um, but yeah, but it is, yeah, but for us, neither of us necessarily need that from each other right? in, so. in order to, in order to enhance our love. It's nice though. It it is it is nice though. But some people do. Some people for some people it's like well if they don't if if they haven't heard a complimentary thing from their partner they think oh my gosh you don't love me anymore you know, <laughs> yeah and and 
just skipping back to what was what the author was trying to say, it suddenly dawned on me what he was trying to say. Uh, when you have those first few years of being together, you have that kind of a puppy love, that passionate love, right? Mm-hmm. Of It's the newness of the relationship. But when that kind of burns away, what you're left with is a, is a much deeper love. But but without that 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 kind of uh, sexual energy or that, you know, new relationship hot energy passion, in the air. Hot, seems yeah. to hang in the air all the right. time. If yeah. you don't have that, then if you don't have your love languages communicating well with with the with your partner then then that's where you run into problems and i think that's what he's talking about yeah and you'll end up being like two ships passing in the night yeah 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 that's good so maybe that's what that means yeah all right so um let's see so the second one uh gifts yes gifts Gifts. so well i don't know specifically receiving gifts a person whose love language is receiving gifts means that that is how they uh, expect uh, love to be shown is mm-hmm. by receiving gifts, and they don't have to be big, expensive gifts. Mm-mm. For some people, it's it's few and expensive. For some people, it's anything, even even like you know the, a toy out of a, a out of a gumball dispenser. Mm-hmm. Just as long as it's done frequently, you know, just as a continual acknowledgement of that person's love. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that all people who are into gifting are people who want you know multiple inexpensive gifts yeah. and gifts doesn't have to be and when they're saying that it's like like bringing home flowers yeah. or things like that but however you have a cousin that likes gifts oh yes but she prefers things in tiffany boxes yeah so, so she's willing to t- accept her gifts less off less often because of what she likes right. however i on the other hand am a multiple gift person i enjoy this actually is part of my love language Mm -hmm. i enjoy gifts right i and i don't i gave up a long time ago um on this concept Mm -hmm. i made a decision to let this go yeah i decided that the relationship between you and ours was more important because you're not a gift giver and you can't break through that whatever it is yeah which is actually an interesting point so this this could have been a relationship ender. This could have if, been, yeah. If, if you weren't able to kind of find another love language that would work for you as well. Right. So, you know, even though you, even though we weren't thinking about it in those terms at the time, yeah, the fact that you were able to let go of this one and find a different one that worked for you is, is, is pretty uh, um, spectacular, actually. I mean, I'm a, I'm a lucky man for that because well, that could have, yeah, it could have gone pretty badly. And it, and it was pretty bad for a long it, time. It think about it. I mean, for us, um, I think the biggest thing that I figured out about our families and the way we live our lives so differently was around Christmas. Yeah. Because I think we've talked about this before, but I'll reiterate it a little bit. So at Christmas time, Damon's family celebrates on Christmas Eve and they go to midnight mass and they read the Bible and they sit around the the tree and they all have one or two gifts each and they open them and they go oh thank you it was wonderful and then they sing some carols around a piano and it's delightful it's it's very subdued (laughs) it's very subdued and it's very um religious yes in my house my family wasn't religious i mean they claimed to be christians but they weren't religious religious so christmas always kind of rotated around 
uh, family. It was all about getting together and partying and having a great time and right. whatever it took to have a great time, which involved a lot of food, a lot of drinking, and a lot of presents. So when I was born, you have to remember, I was the baby of six. Right. Um, so when I was born, I was showered with gifts from day one. Yeah. Um, and every Christmas, every birthday, yeah. gifts. So you were well trained to receiving from gifts the as beginning, love. Yeah. From the beginning. From the beginning. Go to granddaddy's house. He ha- always had snacks and he always had money for me. Yeah. Um, if I go, every aunt and uncle always had some little thing for me. Every sister and brother, every time they saw me, they'd have some little thing for me. The maddest I ever got at a person in my family was when I was about 12 years old. My sister Deborah got pregnant and had her first child. And when she had her first child, she quit sending me a box every month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I hated Christy for years for that. Yeah, it because hurt. yeah, it hurt. I was suddenly unloved. That's yeah. that's just the way I felt. I mm-hmm. was unloved. And you know, I'm an adult now and I look at it in a completely different light, but that's why I send packages to my nieces that I send packages to because I'm I like I'm like I want you to have but I'm training her to accept love the same way I accept love so which is a strange thing I, I don't know if I should do that but yeah. like now I can't I send her a package every month I'm like I can't stop sending that package You're so. right <laughs> um but yeah I mean when you and I first got married um Christmas would roll around and you would have one gift for me yeah one. Right. My mind was blown. I was like, I woke up on Christmas and I'm like, where's my stuff? And there was no stuff. Yeah. And that was, that first Christmas with you was hard. Yeah. I didn't get anything. Yeah. I barely got anything that Christmas. And um, I believe you got a lot that Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were going to reciprocate. Of and course. you got stuff for <laughs> Valentine's Day and yeah. I got nothing. Yeah. And I would get stuff for your birthday. And you would take me out, do anything I want to do on my birthday. Right. Take me anywhere, buy me anything I want for my birthday, but no gifts. Right. It was, it, it was a weird situation. And mm-hmm. I know it's, it sounds petty and it sounds horrible, but it just, it is what it is. Yeah. I was trying to love, and I'm amazed too that I was able to give that up. I really was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still, and, and this is no lie. Every Christmas morning, I'm highly disappointed. Yeah. Every birthday, highly disappointed. Every Valentine's Day, highly disappointed. I'm looking my husband in the eye as I say this. Yeah. Every holiday that I'm supposed to get a gift, Easter, yeah. highly disappointed. I don't get a basket. Yeah. My sister Deborah gets a purse sure. with jewelry yeah. and chocolates and all kinds of things in it for her birthday, for her Valentine's Day, for her anniversary, for Christmas, all mm-hmm. that. So the way we compromised on this was we finally decided that since we both love to travel together, that we would not buy each other gifts unless it was something weird, unusual, strange, and you just know the other person would love it. Yeah. Right. That's the only, and I do that more for you than you do that for me. Right. You don't, you don't window shop like I do. And I think that's a male, female versus, I think that's a male, female thing too. It's also, that's also upbringing too. As you said, you know, my family is more subdued about gift giving. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't trained. I mean, I'm not trying to blame it all on them, but, but it's just the way I think about these things is different than the way you think about these things. Right. And that's, that's the key here. Yeah. And, and I, I think, 
also, you know, you mentioned that, you know, it's not like you're being petty. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not getting gifts. It's right. just the way you were raised is that gift giving was a sign of affection. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's where it has to come. You, you have to understand that that's where that comes from. Right. I, and I, I do understand it. It's just, it's hard for me because again, my brain doesn't think that way. Right. And I understand it too. So I was the one that chose, okay, this is not that important to right. me. I, like I said, we go, you take me anywhere I want to go. Yeah. You, if I go, I want that shirt, I got that shirt. If I want those shoes, I got that shoes. So it's not important for me to get gifts because you show your love in other ways. Right. You know, so. Yeah. But anyway, so, so far there's two ways we've covered. Words of affirmation. You look great. You are great. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And then gifting. So what's the next one? Uh, The next one is acts of service. Ah, yes. Yes. This one's an important one. This one's an important one, and it's uh, one of my favorites to do. I... um I I love doing acts of service. So, you know, we just talked about the fact that, you know, I take I took you out for your birthday, you know, got you anything you wanted on your birthday. So rather than being surprised with a gift, I'd rather do something for you, you mm-hmm. know. And in fact, I try to do something for you every day or yes. constantly. Just yes. whenever I feel like there's something that you might need or want or like to have done, I do it. And it's mm-hmm. just it's very natural for me and and I enjoy it and that's that's how I like to show my love to you. Now, in return, I don't necessarily need acts of service, though I appreciate them. That's not right. my. Uh, that's it's, not my. That's not my love language for receiving love, but it is for definitely forgiving. Right, and the thing about it is, is we figured out after reading through this that my main because the way they talk about it is, is you can have some aspect of all of these. I mean, Absolutely. we all like affirmation. We all like gifts. Right. Um. We all like acts of service, and when they talk about acts of service, it can be anything as small as going to the kitchen and getting somebody a drink of water. Seriously, yeah. Like, like we'll be eating dinner and 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 i will re i will get up and refill her glass of tea it's it's as simple as that and i don't normally have to ask but i usually always go thank you and that sort of thing so we figured out that for me the reason i was able to give up the gifts thing is because acts of service is more important to me Mm -hmm. to have somebody who's and it's really funny we've made a we've made a conscious effort over the years to never take advantage of each other i've always i've always i've always felt it's important that we don't um, forget how important the other person in the house is. And that's right. very hard. Yeah. When you see somebody day after day after day, it's very hard not to become used to them and just expect certain things. Yeah. So we always try to use our pleases and thank yous and that sort of thing. But I'm a lazy, lazy soul. Again, when I was born, I'm the last of six. I had like six grandparents and neighbors who acted as grandparents and five older siblings and I was, I was catered to yeah. constantly. Yeah. And that's more important to me than gifts. Right. So, yeah, the acts of service actually fits pretty well with you. It's, it, right. If it, if it wasn't number one, it was a really strong number two. Yeah. And I try, like I said, I try not to take advantage of it. I try not to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for when you just do things and expect things a certain way? Um Anyway, sorry, I can't think of it either. Yeah, but I, I, I try not to expect it is what right. I'm trying to say. So, and Damon is the best. I'm like, <laughs> oh. oh man, I love my glasses upstairs. That's all I have to say. And he goes, gets them, brings them back yeah. to me. 
I don't that's, even have to say could it, you because I I don't mind going up and down the stairs and, and furthermore I know how much she hates it. She <laughs> will she will absolutely this. stomp and rage and say ah I have to go upstairs again. And when for me it's just like fine I'll go upstairs I'll go downstairs. <laughs> it just isn't any. It's no skin off my back to do it. Now interestingly about this acts of service, yeah, I have figured out that I show love to people as uh-huh. a general rule, and this may have been what has been fucking up my friendships <laughs> for years, right? Because I. I show acts of service to my friends as love. Right. And then when I don't, I guess I don't get the appreciation yeah. I think I deserve, yeah. I get angry. Right. Yeah. Um, or you don't get appreciation back. You don't get acts of service back. You I don't, don't get, get nothing gifts. Back. I don't get gifts. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. And it ticks me off. And I'm right. like, I'm showing you love. Right. Why don't you understand this? Right. And see, and that's, that's just it. People are like, and, and yeah, of course I know over the years I figured out that people are very uncomfortable with my giving nature. Right. I have a very giving nature. Yeah. Um, and it makes people uncomfortable because I am, I will give you, I have literally given my shirt to a kid. Right. I yeah. literally took my shirt off in a concert and gave it to a kid because he wanted it. That's right. I think he wanted to see my titties too, but that was beside the point. Well, whatever, you know. His dad definitely wanted to see my titties. Yes. But anyway. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Acts of service is interesting. And like I said, I figured out um, through doing this, I figured out that I might have been screwing up relationships with friends yeah. because um, I wasn't using like words of affirmation. We figured out one of our friends is a words of affirmation person. Right. And I keep doing acts of service for her and she's not reciprocating and doing what I'm kind of expecting out of the rela- the friendship. Right. And it's because I'm not giving her affirmation. I'm right. giving her demands. Right. But I'm also doing things for her in the background, which is, but she doesn't understand that. No, she doesn't pay attention to that because that's not important. No, because I'm just giving her demands. The acts of service that I do don't seem like acts of service because it seems like I'm buttering her up for the things I want, but that's not the, yeah, that's not the way it works. Well, at least not for me. That's not what my intention is. Right. Yeah. It's a weird situation. It is a weird situation. So this is a fine example of when there's miscommunication Mm -hmm. in these, in these things. And there's a lot going on. Oh yeah. All right. So number four, number four is quality time. Oh yeah. So quality time is pretty important to both of us. It's the, it's the, uh, you know, ability to take a break from everything else that you might need need or, or want to do during the day and just spend time with each other. And again, these are these are fairly simple. There's not a strict definition. I mean, quality time for April and I is can consist of sitting on the couch watching a TV show together. You know, and we're not necessarily even holding hands as we sit on the couch, but we are in each other's presence doing something together. Right. And we'll stop and comment on the show and stuff like that, which is part of the interaction, and that's mm-hmm. what makes it a together time. Yeah. So we're not ignoring each other. We're just we're doing a shared experience essentially. Yeah. And see, and this is one of those things where I figured out that this was also one of those um because i don't know if you figured it out but we but through reading this you also figure out that these things also apply to your friends yeah and your like regular family relationships absolutely yeah the, yeah love languages doesn't have to just be literally your your love partner it's any any person you con you're in contact with on a regular basis right this could this could even apply to work so you know just yeah. stretching the definition of love languages like interaction languages i like that know. better yeah i think that, that because you yeah. can use it oh, why is somebody call? oh my god i'm getting a phone call i thought i turned it off oh it's the computer that's going off yeah. but anyway so um, what was I saying? 
we're talking about the the fact that this is love languages you can extend it to fr- friends oh, yeah, and yeah, people yeah. at work and that sort of thing yeah so yeah like it kind of like uh, relationship languages but one of the things we figured out like i said is with the acts of service i figured out that i was doing that to friends and not mm-hmm. giving them what they need and then I, f- I was like okay so one particular friend is a uh, um she's a an affirmation person and right. i wasn't giving her proper affirmations and i'm still not i'm still like trying to figure out how to do this right and then there's um the friends that we have that we're all about quality time. Mm-hmm. So again, I was giving them gifts and mm-hmm. acts of service and I wasn't getting the friendship back that I expected. Right. And it was because they don't want gifts and they don't want acts of service. They, they want, want quality, quality time. time. These are friends that want to go sit in a bar and drink for four hours and chat. Because that's quality time. That's You're quality in the presence time. of the other friends mm-hmm. and that's, that's yep. what they consider important. Yeah. yeah. And these are friends that we have literally stood in their kitchen for hours literally hours standing just yeah. looking at each other and drinking and talking yeah yeah and, and it's a, and it's a good time but it is yeah yeah it's it just a, it's just a question of what's important you know right and so the problem with that was is that for them quality time is just being with their friends and they're okay just being in the presence of their friends for me um i'm bored mm-hmm. i bore easy yep you need more. You need more dynamic interaction. I need more dynamic interaction. That's a good way to put it. Sir. Hey, you know, hey, somebody dynamic been, interaction. Somebody's been doing their uh, business terminology. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, because we're trying to run a business here. Yeah, that's right. Um. So and then okay, number five, the most four, important one for Damon. Uh, yeah, physical touch. Yes. Yeah, this is this is this is my love language for receiving. I mm-hmm. I am all about the physical touch. I want to hold hands. I want to I want to hug. He wants wanna, to kiss. Uh, kiss, rub shoulders, do something. Snuggle, you know, I, whatever. Snuggle, yeah. All, all of those things are definitely signs of love for me. So you know, and again, just like with all the others, you don't have to think about this in terms of sexual physical touch this is just a this is just you know any kind of touch at all even handshakes handshakes mm-hmm. between people and i'm a, i'm a hugger and since moving to portland i've i've been thrilled to find out that most of the most men around here are also huggers and they don't see it as being you know gay or anything like right. that that they just you, you hug to show that you you know you you're you genuinely happy to see somebody you're happy to see somebody right. and which i which i absolutely love and i'm all into it so right. yeah i you know i hug everybody i see that I, that we that we know pretty well around here um mm-hmm. it's 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 really nice so all of our friends are huggy touchy uh, people right which is really cool so uh, that's that's and that and that makes me happy. So yeah. uh, you know, and then for people that are uncomfortable with that, you know, a simple handshake when I see them, you know, and yeah. and and all that, that works for me. That just says, hey, you you like me, you know, you appreciate me being here, and I feel I feel that appreciation. So right, and so here's something interesting that we figured out about me. Yeah. So I come from a big loving, hugging Southern family. We mm-hmm. kiss each other on the lips. I kiss my brother on the lips. I always have. I've kissed my grandfather on the lips. Always have. Kissed yeah. my dad on the lips. Always have. Right. Kiss my sisters on the lips. Yeah. Always have. It's yeah. not gay. It's not. It's incest. just. It's not incest. It is just the way that Southern families are. They they tend to be huggy, touchy, kissy, especially with their own immediate family. Right. And my family has always been that way. And my family has always given me a hard time because when we're out and about, I'm constantly going, stop running into me. 
because they're so close to me. Like they just run into you mm-hmm. or they put their arms around you. And then I'm like, why are you so close to me? And I'm one of those people that doesn't want people that close to me as a general rule. Right. Not even family. If I'm close to you, I really like you. Yeah. I really like you a lot. Yeah. Because with Damon, like I just walk up and take my shirt off and put my boobs on top of his head. Right. Which is what he loves. Like, as far as physical love or physical touch is concerned, like, with friends, it's handshakes, it's hugs, it's how you doing, fist bumps, whatever. With me, it's a different story. We're constantly touching. I mean, you say we sit on the couch and we don't necessarily touch, but on the couch we do. Like, if we're at our desk, we don't. But on the couch, we've always got, like, our feet touching. Oh, that's true. Our hand touching. You know, even in bed, because I'm a weird sleeper and I don't like anybody near me when I sleep, Mm -hmm. we still hold hands while we sleep. That's true. We do, we do that. We do that. So, so yeah. So it's important, but for you, you really restrict it to our relationship. I really do. From everybody else, I suspect it's like smothering, isn't it? It is. It's very smothering. And I've noticed over the years that I've actually pulled back on my family as well. So my sisters are a little kind of like, I don't understand why you've changed. Right. And what has happened is, is I have left the environment where that's normal and found out I didn't like what was normal. Right. And changed my attitude and, and how I do it. Right. And so it seems reserved and uh, uncaring. And it's not. It's yeah. just that I don't need to be touched all the time. Yeah. Well, of course. And then, again, they're, they're, they're speaking the physical touch language. And mm-hmm. they're like, why don't you love us anymore? And so right. That's not. And you know, it's, it's physical touch they need. And, yeah. and, and so I do give hugs and things like that. But, oh, man, I used to have a problem with my mom. I never could figure this out. She would always run into me. Mm-hmm. Like, and so it, it's like anybody, you know, when you're driving down the road and if you glance to the right, you'll kind of swerve off. You'll kind right. of, you'll kind of meander to the right. Well, my mom was, would do that. So she was talking to you and you're on her right and she would look at you and talk to you. She would meander to your right and bump mm-hmm. into you. Mm-hmm. And it used to drive me insane. Yeah. I wanted to kill her. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, mother, stop running into me. And then my sister's youngest kid. He is just the sweetest, most loving, gentle giant I know. And he is the same way. He just runs into you. And I... Like a magnet. It is. It's like, oh, Aunt Michelle doesn't want to be touched. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's enough. No, it's not like that. But like I said, you know, for family, I have love and hugs and kisses for family too. But just not as much as they're used to. So it's kind of a misunderstanding. It's caused some misunderstandings. But yeah, what are you going to do? So... Um, oh, and the one thing I was going to say, I think I said this at the beginning, Scott said that take the test and then see if you can guess your partner's love language. See if you can just look at your partner. You, if you've been with somebody for a long time, you should know. And even if you're fighting all the time, you should know if you, now that you know that it's either words of affirmation, gifting, acts of service, quality time, or physical touch, you know what your partner needs the most. Right. Are you giving it? Yeah. Yeah, and, and are you asking for what you need? Yeah, yeah, which is just as important. You know, mm-hmm. if you're if you're not getting what you need, have you asked for it? You know, obviously not in these words necessarily, but have you kind of sat down and explained, hey, you know, I'm not getting this. I need, you know, I need this. I know, I know you love me, but I need to, I need to feel it. Yeah, in some way. And you know what? And I have some advice for the guys out there that if you're one of those guys and you've got a girlfriend or a wife who just loves gifts, and um, you're like, I just can't afford it. 
You can do this without money. Now, yeah. granted, if you've got a girlfriend or a wife that wants Tiffany boxes, well, you've got a whole other set of problems on your hands yeah. and I can't help you. But if you have a wife or a girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever, fuck, um, who who's into gifting and they're not into expensive gifts, and you know that for sure, then what it is is they, what they want is they want you to pick a flower on your way home from work and bring it to them. Right. You know, just, yeah. I saw this flower, I thought of you. Yeah. Or, they will treasure that flower for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Or it'll, or, it'll, or doodle on a post-it note and leave it in their lunch. Mm-hmm. Do, yep. Leave it in their just, lunch. Do, I do that for my roommate. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And she doesn't appreciate it at all. No, she does. No, she does. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. She's, but, but you know what? Uh, our roommate is um, a words of affirmation person. So, yes. so I always give her like little notes that say things. What was the one I put in there? Oh, I was like, um, I was like, uh, may the dark Lord uh, curse your sandwich with the deliciousness or yeah. something like that. So yeah. she, th- she likes things like that. Yeah. So yeah. And it wasn't the note itself, but what was on it. Right. Yeah. Well, Whereas for gift giving people, it's actually the fact that the notes there, right. It's just you, the note, the you, fact that the notes that there, you yeah. took time to give the person something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, um, you know, um, it doesn't, you know, little notes. Um, it, you know what my dad used to do? I was thinking about oh, this yeah. the other day. I was thinking about this. My dad solidly put gift giving in my head oh, yeah. because he came home from work every day and he worked in a, in a cotton mill and every day he would come home, he would pass the convenience store and he would pick up cigarettes for him and mom. Mm-hmm. And he would always bring my mom a paper bag with a tab, mm-hmm. a three musketeers bar, and a pack of Virginia Slim menthols, and then, 120s, and then I would get like, uh, and then like when my sisters and stuff were home, he would come home and he would have like M&Ms for Sherry, and peanut butter cups for me, and whatever it was that Deborah liked, you know, and he'd have something for everybody in the house, and this was every day, he came home with something every day, you know, mom used to come home with animals in her coat, like I have had more pets from mom, like if my mom ever walked through the door and her coat was buttoned up we were like what do you have under your coat yeah. you know because we knew there was something and it wasn't always animals but do, most of the time when mom opened her coat there was a puppy or something under it so right. that's why i'm an animal lover but yeah so yeah gifts were solidly established on me now why do you think that you're so into physical love I don't, physical touch. I don't know. This is kind of weird. I don't know where it comes from because unlike your, your origin for your uh, uh, gift, uh, gifting, receiving gifts, I, uh, I mean, my my family's loving, but I don't think we're overly touchy. No. Not as much as your family is, no. actually, Mm-mm. which is kind of interesting. When I, the first time I met your family, I was surprised by how touchy they were. I wasn't. Oh, were I wasn't, you surprised at how uh, Uncle Herbert touched you? Yeah. Whoa. Hey, now. <laughs> Um, but, but really, I mean, I, I, I don't know where it comes from. I guess it's just a natural part of my personality that wasn't taught, you know, right. so which, and then I guess that happens, you know, some things are taught, some things are just part of who you are. Yeah. And there's one thing about Southerners, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say this about all Southerners, but there's one thing about my family is like, if they love you, they're going to pick on you. Yeah. They're assholes. Yeah. I love you all, but you're all assholes. <laughs> and I'm an asshole too. I love and you all, but you're all terrible. <laughs> terrible, terrible people. Um, and so in my family, there's this thing where everybody like, if, if we like you, we're going to pick on you. Right. And I've been over the years, like trying very hard to not do that to small children because right. I remember crying when my uncle 
would like pick and pick and yeah. pick and pick and pick. But it's you know? funny to watch you around other people's children. You have that. You just you were trained well because you was. just have that strong desire oh. just to do it. Just oh, to I pick do. On them. I just dig until I can almost make them cry. Yeah, you know? it's horrible. Much. It's horrible. This uh-huh. is how we show love in my family. Yeah. So it's like it's it's like the it's like the bizarro world words of affirmation rather than yeah mm-hmm. praise. You're 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 picking at them with yeah yeah making them, them tough. Make them tough. Make them tough. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you came into my family, you were a challenge. You mm-hmm. were, you, people picked on you. They hugged you and loved you and kissed you because you, you did like, you were very tight for a while. I was tight for a while. Yeah. I don't know what changed. You were tight with me for a while. I mean, yeah. it took a long time to loosen you up. Yeah. So I don't know what changed or when it changed, but it's, at some point in my life, I realized that I actually do like the physical, the physical touch. touch. It's yeah. so funny. And all my life I've had it and I realized it drives me like insane. It, yeah. I think, yeah, maybe moving out here away away from our respective families let us kind of find our own. Explore our own personalities yeah. and things like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that is a problem. I mean, it's a problem. It's not a problem. It depends on how you look at it. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with you five families, uh, five generations of a family in a big house together. If you're yeah. happy like that, great. Yeah. Um, my family is better off all over the country. Yeah. You know, that's just the way we're, but we have a good time when we get together. So, you know, and it's a weird thing, but anyway, so five, Oh, I, I was going to talk about one of the other things I was talking about the physical touch with you. Yeah. Cause it's interesting. Speaking of physical touch and this is a little off topic, but, um, but like, uh, fetishes. Yeah. I don't want to get too weird about this. Right. But, like, we all have weird sexual proclivities. Like, whatever your thing is, you might like somebody to stick their finger in your nose while they're fucking you. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> we all have our weird things. Um, so, over the years, you and I have been together. You, and we've talked about this before, you've only been with me. Yeah. We've, all, we've been a couple since we were 18, mm-hmm. and you've never had any girlfriends before me because I'm a bitch. And, um, I tried to ruin your life. And, um... You get all your weirdness from me. Right. Like, you're into tattoos. Yeah. Because I have tattoos. You're into piercings because I have piercings. You're into girls with weird color hair and wear interesting eye makeup because I wear interesting eye makeup. So, I noticed that a lot of the girls that you look at, like, when you look at, um, like, I don't want to say porn. It's not like we're, you know, but I mean, everybody looks porn, whatever you look at at dirty pictures or movies and it's, it's, it's half, it's not hefty. It's, it's thick girls with tattoos and weird hair and Uh makeup and yeah, which should be no surprise. Right. Which is interesting that I am your fetish. So that makes it real easy for me to, yeah. To do the physical, to do the physical touch, touch to yeah. give you what you like, yeah. Because yeah. I used to write a, uh, I was trying to write a joke about a game we play in our house called Surprise Boobs. Mm-hmm. Does anybody else play Surprise Boobs? Have we talked about this before? I feel like we have, but yeah. I'm not sure. I couldn't say. Well, basically, the 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 rule of the game is is I get to flash Damon with with boobs, surprise boobs, and the more public and the more chance of getting caught. The, the more fun the game. Right, yeah. yeah. This is increasing the stakes. Yeah. Right, because I enjoy nothing better than the look of surprise on Damon's face when I pull my tits out at, like, say, the courthouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa. Whoa. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it's, a, it's definitely a thrill like no other. Yeah, so, and it's just boobs. Yeah, just it boobs. is it is just boobs. Sometimes but. I pull my shirt up. Sometimes I pull my shirt down. Sometimes yeah. I just pull one boob out and walk around with it out and see how long it takes him to notice. Yeah, it's fun. Uh huh. Surprise boobs. You've been listening 
to Marriage Survival Boot Camp on You Gonna Meow Podcast, Podcast Network. Network. Now drop and give me 20.